Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, a show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. What is going on, everybody? Brandon from Painter Marketing Pros here. We have Juan Vasquez of Illusions Painting. Juan and I are good friends, so I'm very, very excited for this one. We are going to be talking about our podcast series, Mindset Matters Most. We had five episodes in that podcast series. This is your opportunity. If you if you listen to the series, which hopefully you did, you have the opportunity to ask follow-up questions, anything we didn't cover that you wish that we had covered. Uh, you can ask them now. If you didn't listen to the series, tune in. You're going to learn a lot. Ask questions if any arise. Uh, but yeah, let's get this thing started. Juan, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, how you doing, Brandon? Good. I feel like we, uh, yeah, I feel like we need some beers or something. It's weird, weird having this coffee after. after (laughs) No more, no more beer for us, man. I think we had enough. We had enough in, uh, where was it? Uh, somewhere, Nashville? (laughs) No, we were in Orlando on that one. Did we? Oh, yeah. Might have had some. No, we did have a couple in Nashville. Yeah, we had, we had quite a few in that. Anyways, moving (laughs) on, moving on from that. Don't have to worry about that. Um, I got coffee today. Co- today's coffee day. So I'm going to, I'm going to quickly do the best way that I found to really start these out uh, is we're going to do just a little quick recap of the podcast series. Juan, you can kind of talk through it a little bit. And then as you guys have questions, do chime in. Remember, this is really your opportunity to get the questions is the whole point about it. Uh, Cause you can listen to those five podcast episodes already in the series mindset matters. Most we are really looking into Juan's journey um, you know, he came in as, as an immigrant. He had a little bit of a, of a different start to his journey. Uh, we, he had a, a scarcity mindset, right? Kind of a, a different mindset from what he currently has. Juan, in episode one, he discussed his past life, what his business used to look like. In episode two, uh, he discussed the experience that really opened, opened his eyes, changed his life. Uh, stage three, episode three was really the transitions that were necessary for him to implement after that mindset changed. Because as anyone who's gone through transformation knows, it doesn't just, oh, you you realize it and all of a sudden everything's perfect. There's a lot of transformation right. work that has to happen. Episode four, Juan opened the, the hood and let us all know what's going on with Illusions Painting today, what it looks like. And then episode five, Juan laid out thoughts regarding a lack of self-confidence, stereotypes, and the current initiatives he is undertaking to really help other contractors right now. Juan, what's going on? Take it away, man. Not much, you man. Ah, oh, you're you're making me relieve this again, man. Uh, <laughs> <It'll be. laughs> 
No, I think, um, you know, it was so great to talk to you about this because um, it gives us some time to realize sometimes how far we have become, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be millions of dollars. It's just overcoming just the adversity, you know, overcoming our mindset. I think that's very huge because, I mean, we are guided or driven by just how much we think we're capable of doing. So the minute that I think that you can surpass that, you you surprise you surprise you you surprise yourself on actually how much you can do. And I think that's actually been something that has really um, has been happening to me happening to me in the last few years is understanding that we are capable of we if we can if we can see it if we can imagine it we can create it, you know? And so that's a power of mindset. I love it. So yeah, just, just uh, something I did forget. If you're listening to this live, if you're with us live right now, if you could just put a hashtag live, hashtag L-I-V-E in the comment, that way we know you're here. Uh, if you're following, if you're listening to the recording, we are recording it. Uh, I saw Nidia at Fresh Coat Painters had a question. We are recording. You should be at your state of the union right now, actually. Nidia, but I'm glad that you're here for a second. Just put hashtag recording. Uh, that lets us know that you recorded it. Um, you watched the recording. So, yeah, mindset, nice. what you're possible of. And I think you had a you had a bit of a glass ceiling going on for yourself. Yes. What changed your mindset? I mean, uh, I can I don't think I can. Uh, I don't think um, a lot of us have. Uh, really great ideas. A lot of us have uh, really like we have goals in, in 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 life, but sometimes we just don't know. I mean, how to implement them? We don't know what we need to do with them. We don't know what these mean. So I think what really changed for me, and I keep I always talk about this, is, is the PCA. You know, it's me coming across the PCA. What else? You don't know. You know, this is the painting association. You know. Yeah, contractors association. And um, I guess it's just like you have all these intentions, like you have all these that you want to give. You just don't know how. So what changed everything for me is being able to land in a place where you have a lot of, you know, like minded people, like minded contractors, like like minded um business owners that are looking to improve themselves. And I think that's really what changed everything for me because I figured out that I wasn't alone, that I wasn't the only one with these crazy thoughts, that I was just looking for for that the one way. And I found it through networking in PCA. So for me, that was, I think, a, a very big turning point. Yeah, I love it, man. So you went to the PCA and that was 2018, correct? Yep, that was 2018. Expo was that your first in-person event? Um, you know that was the first in-person event in 2017. I mm -hmm. I did a Sharon Williams event uh, down in, in uh, California, and uh, I was I was introduced um, by um, O'Brien painting. God, I'm. Josh. Sorry, I was rushing around. Josh Abramson. Yep. So I was introduced to PCA in 2017, and as we spoke in one of in, in the beginning here, 
um, I came back and we actually put this trip on a credit card. <laughs> it's funny because we joke around a lot. With that. Uh, right? I mean, we joke around with Jose and we're like, I'm like, Jose, we're going to go to this PCA event. And he's like, how? How are we going to do this? And I'm all like, I don't know. The company is going to pay for it. And he's like, uh, okay, the company doesn't have any money. I'm like, dang it. Okay, um, okay, we'll put it on a credit card. And uh, honestly, we did. You know, I think it's about $2,500, $2,800 on a credit card. We had no money. But let me tell you, it was one of the best investments I think I've done so far in my, for myself and in the business. Yeah. I know uh, Big Joe. I know you had to. <laughs> Big Joe. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Big Joe. Uh, I know yeah. you had to sort of drag him out there that first year. Yeah. Um, uh, one second. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell him and see where he's at because he's, he's got supposed to be here. Someone uh, <laughs> said they're looking forward to PCA 2024. I'm looking forward to that as well. If you're not registered, uh, get registered. So we'll actually put a link up there in the comments yes. for you. That's going to be back in Orlando. It's where it was in 2022. Uh, really, really good spot. It's going to be at a Disney Swan, right? I believe that's where it's going to be. The Dolphin? No, Dolphin. isn't it the Dolphin? I don't know. It's one of these. One of these. One of those things. Right? It's going to be at a nice. <laughs> we, need to, we, need to, we need to get our facts straight, man. Yeah. Uh -oh. It's going to be at a nice resort in Orlando. You know, I think that's, that's, so, that's so cool. So whoever, to anyone who hasn't experienced this, um, picture yourself, you know, going to a nice resort, um, about four days or so out from work, um, you get to meet different people, you get to go to some, do some crazy experiences. Like I know our friends from Sherwin always put on a nice event. Um, you get to talk to just, I mean, some of the greatest minds in the industry, you know, and then you come back home and you have all these crazy ideas. Believe me, I think just at least once in a life, if we are a painter, we want to experience that. Um, if not, at least it's going to be, well, to this day, I haven't heard someone that says, you know what, I had the worst experience at the PCA. I haven't yet. So I suggest you do it. I, I honestly think that it, it'll probably not change your life, but it would really give you something to move forward to. Yep. What's going on, Ricardo? What's going on, Efron? We got some. What's going on, JB? Painting and wall covering. Got uh, quite a few people tuning in. Fresco Painters of West nice. Houston. Very excited to have you guys. Uh, yeah, PCA 2024 is going to be really great. There's actually going to be the uh, there's going to be tracks, so it's going to be done a little bit differently from how it's been done historically. There's going to be like a sales and marketing track. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. It's fine. It's going to be like a sales. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to say. We just say it. <laughs> rewarded for coming. So there's going to be a sales and marketing track. There's going to be an owner track. There's going to be an operations track. So the the yes. one of the struggles of PCA Expo is there's there's all these presentations at the same time. So you have to kind of pick and choose where you want to go. This is really going to allow you not only to to dissect really where you want to go. If you're really focused on sales and marketing, you probably want to stick closely to that track. But also allows you to bring more team members. You, know, you can bring your estimator, you can bring your project manager, focus on ops. You can bring you can bring different team members and really know where to put them uh, throughout the throughout the expo. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I know that, we, I mean, we're just talking about the PCA, but in general, I mean, if we go back to it, it's just finding ways to involve ourselves and not just us, but if we have, let's say, a project manager, we have 
a new business partner that we want them to really see and feel that experience. You know, I think that's why it's so great because they can actually see it from a different point of view. And I think that's, that's just big, you know, cause sometimes we want a, a business partner or a, you know, a project manager to understand what we're doing. And sometimes when we are the person explaining or showing them, they do see it, but when they see it from the other person, they're like, oh my God, or they see it from a different view. They're like, oh my God, he was right. You know, and so, hey. It's like you know. kids. It's like kids with uh, their parents. Their parents <laughs> right? It's like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or like the dad's the coach. You know, I coach our kids with, with some of their sports. It's like, oh, don't worry, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. And then another coach comes in just because he's not dad. Oh, yeah, no, that makes total sense. That's how you're I know. I saw you. I saw you. Uh, what was it, soccer? I'm not coaching this one. I'm not coaching, oh. this one, but I, I'm. It's it's almost more fun not coaching because you can you can root on on the side. I would always I, would, I will always say I will be the coach's aide. I don't want to be the coach. Coach is where it's at, man. Right? I'm, I'll be the assistant coach. You tell me run and get water. I will get as much water yeah. as you need me to. Right? <laughs> um, we got John and Lena here from Jumbo Painting. Told me to spill. Hey, what's up, John? Yeah, they're awesome. Came to uh, they come to all the events. Very excited to see you guys. Uh, Fresh Coat Painters of West Houston um, asked Yuri's team asked a great question. What has been the most challenging circumstance you have faced? It's mm. a big that's, question. There's a lot. There's quite a few of those. Let me tell you. But um, I mean, at some point, uh, I think it was. I keep saying mindset because I think a few years back, I mean, four or five years ago, like. Well, I was so limited just to what I felt that I can do. You know, it's just when you have the limited belief in yourself, then I keep saying everywhere I go, you know, opportunities will slap you on the face, will hit right in front of you, and you're not ready. So I think the biggest thing for me was that, to really get out of that, the, the mindset, that, that state of mind to where, like, I am limited and I'm not going to say right now that I feel that I can do everything in life, but I think that I've been exposed enough to now understand that if I set myself to it, I have a very good um, percentage that I am going to make it happen. There's always a 10% or so that I may not, but I will accomplish it. So surpassing the mindset and the, the, the mind capability, I think it was one of my toughest things to do. Oh, and speak in public i think that was the worst one. Oh god i used to i used to shake <laughs> now i get excited man i'm like come on, Dude, come on, come on. what am i doing all, all the time man multiple languages <laughs> you know, all over the country but in the beginning it was very it was terrifying you know and uh it's just something new and um and i think we all have something like that you know yeah yeah so the basically for you the struggle was really the mental roadblock yourself to I really think so. believe in how you could do it yeah you know just a lack of uh, of confidence on yourself sometimes you know some of us are i mean extreme i mean i've met some guys that are extremely bright and they're like man but i'm not a painter i'm like shoot i wish i wasn't a painter and i was just as smart as you are you know so yeah. Yeah. so you went to you went to pca expo your mindset you had never really been exposed i remember you felt like you were a fraud you know, like you didn't belong. You're not, you're at a table with people who are better than you, bigger than you, know more than yeah. you, whatever it is. What, what snapped 
you know, like walk us through that. Cause that, that's such an important point, believing that you can do it, understanding that, that you're, you're not a superhero. I love you, Juan. You're not a superhero. I'm not a superhero, right? The people who make it aren't superheroes. They yeah. just believe they can do it and they keep going. So for, for anyone listening, we have someone here who says, I think how I'm limiting my mindset right now. What do you say to that person? How can they truly in their soul believe like, no, I, I can do this. Uh, it's a tough question, right? It's a big question. It is. But, you know, the limit we have is the fear that we have. Honestly, I think it's at the end of the day, it's this fear that doesn't let us push forward. Uh, we can talk about money. We can talk about revenue. We can talk about a lot of things. And um, but when we're scared of uh, failing, when we're scared of like, oh, my God, what if I do it if it doesn't work out? If we're scared that we're not going to make a quarter, you know, that's really what holds us. And, and, and I guess the scare part is different for everyone, every individual, you know. Someone can be scared of not selling a job. You know, someone can be scared that I know many, many reasons for me, I guess it was more like acceptance. I think for me, it was like, who is going to listen to this, you know, Mexican kid or Mexican. I'm not a kid anymore, but this Mexican guy. And like, <laughs> I wish I was a little kid. <laughs> but but I think it was that that fear, you know, it was the fear of not being accepted or or not really making sense of what I'm doing, or it's just the fear that I knew people knew so much more than I did. And I was like, who am I to try to tell someone something that I believe when they probably know 20 times better? So that was my fear. Yeah. So someone put in here imposter syndrome, basically. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that is true. But they say, you know, you got to fake it till you make it. Yeah. So when was uh, another good question for you, Juan? When was the the time? Like, at what point did you discover you owned the business and the business did not own you? I mean, not till recently. Uh, I mean, you can see it. So this, I mean, I think a couple years back. I mean, two three years ago, after going to the PCA, I I actually realized that there was um, that I had a job. I didn't have a business. I had a job. Um, so the minute we started doing this, uh, uh, you know, these engagements for Sharon Williams and I'm out of the, you know, I'm away from the office and I will get phone calls like there's no more like this is not happening. This is not working. So everything is like, OK, you don't own a business at that moment. We I had a job. And so we came back and I think it was just it was just last year that we actually sat down and say okay i this 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 happens right so in the beginning um i mean i'm talking about the beginning a couple a couple years ago i actually felt that if i wasn't working here most of my guys felt that i didn't want to work that i was lazy that what is juan doing like if he's not here he's not working so it took a while for them to realize that, and it's not something that I had to tell them, but for them to realize that I am doing a job of a leader. I am not doing the job of the boss of Illusions. So I'm creating leadership and I am creating different venues and different opportunities, not just for myself, but for our company and anyone that works 
in our company to grow. And so, you know, that's when I really got that realization of saying, you know what, I am not scared to take off anymore because now I feel that my guys do understand and then they work, they understand what is it that I am doing. And I am growing this business and I am looking for opportunities for all of us. And I am not just being someone that just doesn't want to show up to work anymore because everything else, because we make sure that everything in our company is taken care of. What an awesome point, man. I think that's not really talked about very much. So the idea that personal growth and growth as a leader, growth as a business owner is sometimes also going to affect your team and maybe the way that your team looks at you. And, yeah. and this is this this concept's just not really discussed, right? We say work yeah. on your business, not in your business. Folk, you know, plan ahead, think long term, all this stuff. But we don't think about, yeah, but the guy that I was just painting next to, or the guy, you know, he, he's used to me being on site. Now all of a sudden I'm not there. Am I going to have a rift with my team? Am I going to have people who all of a sudden think I don't care, or, or they're making money and I'm just being greedy or lazy? So how do you deal with that? Um, <laughs> it's funny because I used that you hear all the time standards, SOPs. Um, but do understand that in in our business as we grow, we have to. Our obligation is to keep our guys, our employees, engaged, and I and we need to bring value to these people. You know, if we don't, then you know, maybe Juan is doing great things. Illusions is doing great things, but guess what? You can bring a, a, you know, a couple of new employees that want to grow and then they have this excitement to grow and do better, but then you don't deliver. So then what do you do? Then guess what? That is going to go away slowly, slowly. And then next thing you know, they're not going to believe you. You're not a leader for them. So that's why it's so important that we do take on the, the responsibility of being a leader. That leader needs to be, needs to carry everyone. Everyone in the company has to believe those and they have to carry those. And um, I think that's kind of what we, this is what we really believe. Um, we've been able to create a team. And when I say me, you know, we as, uh, you know, I have Big Joe. <laughs> then I have Adolfo, then I have Patty, then I have Isabel. So these are this this is the team that behind the scenes are making sure that all this happens. Are making sure that our guys get their paycheck every you know every other week. They're making sure that if they have any type of issue regarding, I don't know, HR or a check or anything is taken care of. They want to make sure that their kids are, you know, playing soccer, that, that when they need, when they're going to do the championship, that we're going to give them that time or we're actually going to probably sponsor their, you know, their um, uniform. You need to have them believe in you. And I think that was the biggest part, you know, for us having the type of uh, crew that we have is extremely important that they do understand that we are not doing this for Juan. We are doing this for a team and that team is illusions. Yeah. Did you lose anyone as you made that transition? I, I lost every single person that I worked with before. How about that? You lost everyone. Growth <laughs> is painful. Uh, <laughs> it is, you know, uh, you need to surround yourself with, I, I, we've had this conversation in the past, Brandon, where, um, especially in painting, you know, a lot of painters, we want someone who already knows the trade. We want someone who's already a, an experienced painter. 
But what happens is with that experience, they come with everything else too. So you have someone who's been painting for 20 years. The day you tell them, like, I need a, I need a report. I need this. I need you to do all these things. They're like, hold on. I'm a painter. Okay. I, I don't do office work, <laughs> you know? And, and so it takes a long time. You hear about the BIPs, right? Like, I can do what I want. This is me. This is if you don't like it. And so painfully enough, we had to get rid of, it's not that we had to get rid of them. A lot of them left. Most of them, we had to let them go. So most of our crew, I think that the guy who has the most time with us right now is probably about five years. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, we've taken a lot of time to train, to create videos to grow our, our basically what's our, um, what's our standards? Like I want you to grow up and understand that these are our standards and you need to live by our standards. And the day that you don't, um, then you don't have a place for, for you in here. And it's not being rude, but this is, this is actually protecting everyone in your business. Yeah. I think that's that's a super good point. Five years that was after PCA Expo 2018. So you went and had a life changing experience, and and literally you've lost all the team members that were there. But I think it's it's so like you say VIP, the very important you know employees. I think yeah. it's so easy to be held hostage by people like that, especially if they're yeah. an estimator and they're great at sales. Or that's true. You know they're, they're a rainmaker. Don't. Yeah. You, somehow you do have to rip the bandaid. Sometimes you do have to take a step back to take three four. So don't let anyone hold your business hostage. Uh, no, you have to have, as long as you have that clear and it's moving forward and it has to be fair for everyone. And if it's not fair for someone, then you have to figure out what is it that is not fair. You know, yep. it's either you or it's either that, that, that employee yep. or even the employer. Yeah. You have to decide the culture and, and, you know, make sure it makes sense. And, and then people who don't fit, they don't fit. Um, That's right. So Oscar Rojas asks Juan, what does a normal day look like for you? <laughs> it all depends, man. It all depends. Uh, we just had this conversation with uh, with a friend of mine over in Nashville, and uh, we're looking at a guy who's making $30 million a year, and we're like, man, um, what's the day in the life of a guy who makes $30 million a day, you know, in a year? I'm like, hmm, interesting. Day in my life is... Um, you know, I, I have a family, uh, most of my business, most of the people who work in the business, our family as well. I have my sister, my brother-in-law, my son, my nephew, you know, you name it, you know, my two of my brother-in-laws. So for me, a day in the business um, now, it has changed. Before, it was like put on a fire. You show up and I'm, I was the fireman, you know, I show up and put out fires all day. Uh, I think today... Like I said, today was my first day with uh, Chris Moore. If you guys don't know Chris Moore, awesome guy. Is it Elite or is it Elite? Yeah. Uh, elite Business Advisors. Yes. Awesome guy. First time, I was too smart, so I never thought I, I, I needed help, right? So I was like, damn it, I'm too smart for this. <laughs> but no, I realized that um, as a business owner, I need to strategize more. I need to create better strategies to grow and I need to do more. Um, 
to grow and have a in a stable growth you know for the next couple of years and so it's been a few months that i want to do more coaching so now what a day is going to be for me or it is for me is i show up in the morning to our office we um i have an agenda and it is either talking to mainly for me is strategizing how can we grow who do i need to talk to do i need to talk to my sales reps do I need to talk to my contractors? Do I need to talk to my painters? So, so my is strategy, 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 strategy. Those are my days. Like um, I try to take take off around three or four, and uh, my daughter. I pick up my daughter from school every day. Uh, you know, my son. I have a grandkid that you know. I love going to the park nowadays. So now my life is changing going back to um, having a four-year-old in my life and going to the park, that to me is amazing. But what's great is I can pull up my computer, sit at the park while he's playing, I can do my work. So to me, that's ultimate because now I can work anywhere I go. So yeah. my days are, days are going to change just like anyone that's listening to us, right? Um, we have some good days. We have some bad days and we have those days that we ask ourselves, what the are we doing here? Right. Just like anybody else. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Yuri or, or remember his team, um, fresh coat painters of West Houston said, I feel you Juan. I was scared at first to speak to clients, but as time passes, I feel better. So keep up the good work. Awesome. Um, thank you, man. While we're, uh, while we're on it for people who are listening, who did watch the series, I am curious if you could do hashtag watched, um, hashtag watch and we'll put that in the in the chat if you if you didn't watch it then it's not going to be hashtag didn't watch it'll be hashtag <laughs> like one who <laughs> yeah i just i want to get kind of a baseline there uh nice, another user nice. asks do you set goals for your business every year um so i think we always have i mean like this i always have but i wasn't very consistent so probably two years ago Right, so when we really sat down and, and, and started thinking, okay, this, this is what we're doing. This is what we want to do. And this year um, we had a very good vision and say, Hey, this is the, we were after, we were going after certain contractors. We're like, we're going after this. And then we want to create this. We want to create our shop, you know, our shop division and we want to create those things. So we did set up some kind of visions, but then we went very like, um, like detailed. So today, sitting down with Chris, this is, I think, I believe that this is the first year that we're actually going to set concrete um, vision for the next year and the years to come. I'm scared. I'm telling you, because that's, that's not normal for me, but we need to in order to grow. We got to get out of our comfort zone to grow. Yep. Yeah. You never really, never make strides in your comfort zone. Nah, that's the that's the comfort zone is a kill zone. That's what I would call it, you know. Comfort zone is a kill zone. Yeah, if you're feeling comfortable, then you're probably not pushing. Hard. <laughs> um, someone says you're the man, Juan. He's all right. Uh, we are afraid. <laughs> we are afraid no, to accept what we don't know. Right, you're excellent. Um, a lot of people agreeing with you. Super cool. All right, this is an oh, question. How is the feeling? Can read them. You can read them. Yeah. How was the feeling on making your first million? I, this is like three questions. We'll start with this one. How was it feeling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, funny story. And man, I can go on about this, right? Funny story. Um, uh, 
um god what's his name uh god just lost it right in the back of my mind tom reed uh tom uh reader yep yes so after my first time i went to the pca uh the second time i came back and then that's the first time i heard about uh webinars right and so Tom Reader was having a webinar about like your first million or like, you know, how do you approach your first million? And I was like, I'm all excited. And um, I get into this chat room and it was four of us across the country. And he's asking like, okay, so it's like, so what do you want to do this year? What's your goal? And I was like, ask everyone. It comes to me. It's like, oh, I want to make a million dollars. And he looks at me and you know, Tom, <laughs> and he's like, Right, <laughs> it comes to me. I was like, um, he's like, I don't know how to answer to that. I, I'll come back to you. He goes and asks everyone, comes to me. He's like, All right, what do you? He's like, Okay, tell me one, what do you want to make a million dollars? And my question was, uh, um, I don't know, just sounds cool. And that was my answer. I was like, Fuck, sounds stupid, cool. stupid, <laughs> <laughs> sounds cool. He just kind of looked at me, and cover up Forbes, <laughs> right? Cool. Yeah, a million dollars. <laughs> So he goes like, listen, he was like, okay, perfect. He goes like, my advice to you is to prepare yourself, study, learn, you know, educate yourself. So when you make that million dollars, you're going to know what to do with it. I'm like, very true. So what I can tell you now is that I never saw the million dollars. I think um, the first time uh, we were at about 800 the next day, the next year we come around, we were like 1.8. So the million dollars, I we overpassed it and I never saw it. So it's it is a big milestone, but it's it's more how we prepare ourselves for it, you know. Because if you're not ready, I mean, like I said, what are you gonna do with it? That's another opportunity that you just it's not gonna matter. And it, yeah. it, it's not that it didn't matter for me. It's just that I, I think I was always prepared for the million. I think I was already ahead of my head when that million hit. So when so, you say, when you say over, you say prepare for the million. So you know what to do with it. Are you talking about personal investments, where to put the money? Are you talking about how to deploy it to, to continue to grow your business? What are you talking about? I, I think it's just in general, you know, in your business, because uh, I mean, as we start growing, we understand we have a we can actually see depending on the type of people or type of business we're running, how much money we're making, you know, because, you know, it just ties to that. So I guess that when when the conversation came to me, when the answer came to me, like, you know what I wanted, I wanted a million dollars. I just thought that having or making a million dollars in my business was just going to fix my problems or fix everything that I had. And that's not the case. You know, it actually creates more issues, more problems if you're not ready. Yeah. So I yeah. guess it was more for me of like be prepared mentally, be prepared with my guys, have systems in place, um, have the right approach to it because you don't see the money. It's not like you're going to get a million dollars to your hand and you're going to, whoa. You're on TV. No. It's like you won the lottery. <laughs> it's it's not track. like that. Yeah. Hey, your business may may make a million dollars, but you're in debt, fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, and you're not making it. So does that matter? No, you know. So I guess that's that's what I got from him when he said prepare yourself, and that's what I did. I educated myself and I went deep in it. I was like, I want more than a million. So he gave me the little push. Yeah, I love it. 
Yeah, my my experience with 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 a million was similar, and it's it's important to know because when you're not there or you've never been there, you think like, oh my gosh, that's the benchmark. You get to seven figures, mm-hmm. but by the time you get there, you, you're you're mentally so far beyond there because you've put in so much work and you you've built such an infrastructure that it's not the moment you think it's going to be typically because you're oh, yeah. you, you you've already pushed so hard, and that it's important that that concept of longevity. And building your business for longevity and thinking long term. It's not you get a million dollars, you go on a cruise, and all of a sudden you retire and your life is perfect. You're my, you're you're an old man <laughs> at that point. You've been battered. You're you're at running a ten million dollar company. It's like oh my gosh, I'm only at a million. So you it's know, not um, that's, the, that's the, the the kind of work and the time. It misconception takes. misconception we have is that the more money we make, the less we're gonna do. And let me tell you, I I I don't agree with that. I believe that the more Says the money guy who we... leaves work at three to pick up. His <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I go work at home, okay? I, I yeah. choose where I can you go. Say you're working in the park. You did say right, that. You know? No, but what happens is like you have more work. It's just what I've noticed in our company. Um, so last couple of years have been a little tough because I guess we got to that plateau and like we needed to grow to our next step but i didn't just want to grow we want to grow but we i want to make sure that we scale up right so um i realized that we are going to work more that i am going to work more than i've worked before but i get to choose when and on what i'm going to work i think that's the big difference and to me that is what that's my selling ticket if i get to choose where and when I'm, I'm happy. I'll, I'll work for the rest of my life. And that's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you, then, then you're getting to enjoy it a lot more, you know? That, you, right. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be like, Oh, I got to spray what today? Oh, no. Why? <laughs> there was a, a follow-up question to that. So do you agree knowledge is power and that educating yourself makes your life easier? 150, 60, 200%. I was pretty sure you're going to say no to that one. Why? <laughs> Why you say that? No, um, you know, you know what it does. Um, the minute when your limited beliefs really hold you down. Um, I think in the last two years, I have experienced things that I never really thought I would in ever in my life, and um, and it's all because of what we do and the choices we make to do. Many people, many contractors, many business owners don't get to grow because they don't want to do the uncomfortable part. They don't want to get up at five in the morning. They don't want to go do this. They don't want to talk to people. They don't want to. They want to live their life. And a lot of most of us, if we do that, we're never going to have that opportunity. You know, I feel that I, I can give myself five more years of hard work. Then after that, I'm... If I don't work anymore, I think I, I've proven myself, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right? Do the right thing every day for an extended period of time, and you'll be amazed. Do the tough thing every day, because that do at least one tough thing every day. I think that's that's very that's that's something that if you do that every day, you're gonna you're never gonna run out of things, but at least you're gonna cut at it every single day. Yep. So we have. Uh... John and Lena asked a question. They're both here. They confirmed. Excellent. What's going on, guys? They said, what are some ways that you reward your employees? Do you have merits or goals that they meet? 
they know that you host weekly meetings. Is this your league mm-hmm. only or or with the entire teams? Um, so, yeah, lead man, uh, we do every Monday. We sit around for almost an hour and we talk about uh, a lead man word. Our project was last, our projects were last week and our projects are next week. Um, on top of that, every Monday, every first Monday of the month, we have our monthly meeting and that's everyone in the company. Uh, we bring coffee, donuts. Uh, sometimes my mom makes like tamales and stuff like that. And then, uh, we, you know, for an hour we we chat. We have the employee of the month. So that's always been very great for us because um, having the employee of the month has been great because now it gives the brag the bragging rights to someone. Say, hey, guess what? I, I'm the employee of the month, you know? Uh, on top of that, we we do give not we don't do bonuses, but we give out money quite often to our guys for you know a job well done. Uh, we do parties throughout the year, so we're just planning our Christmas party right now for December fifteenth, and we make it very eventful. You know, we make it to where like it's not just like we sit down and have dinner. No, we we have a whole event. We show up early. We have our drinks. We, you know, we have we have games. Uh, so we try to keep everyone engaged for the summer. We just, we had our our party too, and then we bring like a, a mechanical bull. We have you know a lot of activities for the kids. So it's a family event. Uh, so a lot of times, if you understand, people not everyone is driven by money, you know. Yeah. You got to understand, I read this book about the the life, the five languages of love, and everybody has a different language of love. And and I think a lot of our Hispanics really love the family, the, you know, the connection. And that's something that we've been able to create in our company. But we do want to establish our business a lot more to have constant bonuses for our guys. I think that will be awesome as we move forward. Yeah, I love incentive-based compensation. So the yeah, people, a lot of people, it does vary by person. A lot of people respond really well to recognition and appreciation. Yeah. So the and oftentimes it can actually be more cost-effective as well. So if you had a you know two estimators going out there and and you had sales targets that they were going for, or you were trying to get people to generate five-star reviews, you can create a competition and ultimately after a quarter, a half year, whatever, give them a cruise. I'm like yes, two or three days, it's like five hundred bucks how much value are you going to get out of that they get they get recognized they get a cruise it's a whole thing and for you it's a drop in the bucket relative to the value that that the company received that's true and that's what we're you know we 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 started this incentive because we feel we can manage them it's very important too that if you're going to start an incentive that you that that becomes a standard don't just do it once and then you forgot about it because then you know it takes that credibility away from you as well yeah, if you're a co- as a company or a leadership team, you start an initiative and stop it, start another and stop, you just you start to get that, lose respect of your team. Yes, a lot. And that's not good, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cindy asks, how is I'll start putting some of these up here. How is working and including your family in the business? How is working and including my family? Uh, like immediate family or family? Just like having mm-hmm. having the family, you know, having your family work with you in the business. How you know, um, so we can all agree that sometimes family can be a challenge. Uh, but like, you know, you met Big Joe uh, and his family. I love you know, it. I'm just going to call him <laughs> <that>. Big Joe. 
That's what we're going to call him from now on. We yeah, got to get a hat too with Big man. Joe. Yeah. No, but I think um, it's been great. He has his challenges working with family. But more than anything, I think it's um, – I used to be someone that didn't like front, 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 confronting people. I didn't like confrontation. Uh, I was like okay with that things just, just for being with them. But I believe that in the last couple of years, I've learned to speak for myself because if I'm not comfortable, then I cannot be the best, you know, uh, portion, the best part of myself. So that included confronting people. And I guess anyone that comes into our, our business, family, no family, they understand that this is a business. Here, you're not my son. Here, you're not my brother-in-law. Here, you're not my sister. Uh, here, you are a part of illusions. And that's been great. I think that's what really helped us to understand, like, oh, no, I'm... <laughs> Joe tells his son, you know, he's like, you're not my son here. Okay, you are Kevin, and you're another employee of illusions. Yeah. And as bad as it sounds, I think that's really what's uh, made us be okay. And I know one of the things that you talked about in the series was letting people go, how that's difficult, but you use KPIs, you go every six yes. months, key performance indicators every six months. So they know the standard. And so it's not actually you letting them go is that there was a written standard. They knew the standard, agreed to the standard. They didn't meet the standard. Therefore the consequences are that they have to go not, Oh, Juan doesn't like them or there's nothing personal about it. It's business. No, uh, I think I, I've taken myself a lot of out of the equation and it's just being like, this is illusions. You know, I am, I am, I am a member of illusions painting. You are a member of illusions and we all are, and we all have a key function in this, you know, in this, uh, company. And as long as you do what you need to do and the better you do it, the better it's going to be for you. And so I think that's very important in any business. And if you can create that culture, then you can actually work with pretty much anyone. It doesn't just have to be family. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so we have another question here. What strategies have helped you improve in your business? For example, being more organized. Uh, God, I mean, we just started doing our, so three years ago, two years ago, when Patty came in to our office, we had no organization. I mean, we were all over the place. We couldn't find what type of material we use in the job. So she put everything digital. Uh, I think uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, we uh, I made it think to start writing everything that we needed to do in our company. Uh, every meeting we had, I want someone to write down like an SOP on that. Like just write it down on a paper, you know, just these are our standards for for how do you throw the garbage out or how do you answer the phone? So I started doing, we started doing all of those, started doing them. So now what he has come to is like, we have an estimated system. We have Jobber, which is amazing. It's an estimating system. It's a CRM and he has everything incorporated into one, but because we've taken all the time to create all these data that now we can input it to this, to this uh, system. And that's really making our life so much easier right now. It's yeah. just everything is in one place. If you can systemize your your business, that's the best. Uh, that's the best way to improve your business and for it to be organized. Because when it's organized, you're gonna have a lot more time for yourself. Yeah, sy systematizing is huge. 
And so you said how to take the garbage out. You have an SOP for that? <laughs> no, I'm just kind of getting a little creative, you know, but it's yeah. just, but, but you want so I to, like it. I, I, right? Because I'm getting an issue sometimes where I'm like, I show up to the office. I'm like, there's garbage here. Like, yeah. So we know that who needs to take it out, but I need to put it in a system. When I do, I'll share, I'll share one with you. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a great point though. Like how to take the garbage out. I mean, how to answer the phone. That's pretty important. People yeah. way underestimate that. That's your first point of contact with a potential customer. So, yeah. The, but how to how to take out the garbage would seem pretty ridiculous, except you can get down to that level of detail. Then there's no walking in and the office is dirty. You know something that I I, I always I wanted to do in my business. Um, I didn't want to have a, thing, a a call on my cell phone from work for over 12, 13 years. Every phone call, every Thing that came to the business came to my cell phone because I didn't have like an office number or anything. It was, and it was frustrating. You know, it's like you have to answer to everything. And that's something that it took me a little while, but now everything goes to our office. And, and if you listen to my voicemails, like, you know, <laughs> I've learned this from Nick, Nick Slavic, actually. It's like, there's an office you can call, you can send an email and you can get a quote. If there's an emergency, you can call this person. If there's this, you can call this department. Basically, don't call me, but it's just, but I think it was just more for by being able to do that, you control your time. You control what you want and what you do and not your business controlling you. Yeah. What has been the most rewarding part of your journey so far? The most rewarding part, God, there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's quite a few of them. Um, there's this thing, you know, says that basically living life the way you want it to live. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, uh, being able to wake up in a different part of the country and being able to make a couple phone calls and you go on with your life and your intentions to improve your life, but then you have a business back at home that is producing and is creating that lifestyle that, that you have, I think that's very rewarding. I mean, then you have the family, then you have all these things, but personally, I think it's something, if we're talking about professionally, I think that's that's one of the bigger ones. Yeah, You're not tied up to that. The freedom, I think, is is a reason a lot of people go into business for themselves. That's one of the main reasons why we go into business, right? Yeah. Someone asked if we were talking about a million um, dollars for the business. So in sales revenue or a million in your pocket, we were talking about sales. So yeah, sales, please. <laughs> I do say that someday if I can get to a million for me, then God, I'll be, I'll be in heaven, but we'll have you back on, but you won't though. Cause then you're going <laughs> to be like, it'll be the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, no. Do you have any regrets? So in growing your business, any regrets with it? Yeah, I do. I'm not doing this sooner. You know, like I said, I've been in business since uh, I went on my own in 2005. Um, I started my business officially in 2007. So I didn't attempt to PC it until 2018. So that's, you know, 11, 12 years after. Um, but it's, I don't know, but honestly, I don't have a lot of regrets because um, I think right now the only thing that's hurting most is, is family time because I'm gone quite a bit. Uh, but 
don't have a lot of regrets because my kids are, you know, I have a 25 year old and a 15 year old, you know, so I've been with them in the past years. So regrets, you know, not many, many I could have started earlier, but I wasn't ready. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what, what's that saying? Like when the, when the pupil is ready, the master shall appear or something like that. I don't so, know that one. Some kind of <laughs> um, yeah. What recommendations do you have for the people listening, you know, who, who haven't maybe gone through all the transformation that you have, what recommendations do you have that they could start implementing today? I mean, it all depends on where stage you're in your business. Don't you agree? I mean, every, every stage, every, we're in different stages in our business, right? I mean, the the issues I had four years ago cannot compare to the issues I have right now. You know, like um, I've had this, <laughs> I've had some comments sometimes from guys who come to you and they're like, oh yeah, but you have this. Oh, but you, it's easier for you to say, but it's not easy for me to say. It's easy for me to say now because I've gone to the travel. I've gone to all these issues, but... I have new issues now. And I think that the issues I have now, they might be a little bigger, but since I'm in a different mentality, they don't hit me as bad. Yeah. Um, you know, the challenges can grow from time. Uh, I mean, every time, if you're, if you're growing, your challenges are growing. Is there any, so we talked about organization, talked about going to events, opening your mind, right? Understanding what's believing what's possible for you is, but as you grow, you have growing pains. You've had, yeah more growing pain than a lot of people listening to this. Is there anything aside from the organization? Cause that's hundred percent going to help people, but anything else you would recommend that might be able to avoid, avoid some of these growing pains between where they are and where you are. Some people work very well alone, but I do believe that in order to create something unique and something greater, you need a team. So, um, I think that is very great to surround yourself with great people, people who understand your vision um, and do understand that. Uh, so you have two ways of doing this, right? As you as you're growing, I think that um, you can either be very successful and grab all the fruits from your success and, and enjoy life as it goes. Some other people like grab all these fruits of their, you know, their other fruits and they grow it and they grow it, but they never get to enjoy it. Um, I think that for me, the biggest thing is right now is it's enjoy what I'm doing, you know, like really, really um, be there for my family, um, grow something unique, be there for the industry, live life right now. You know, like I think that's my I think to me, that will be the greatest thing. Enjoy what you're doing because we're going to move forward and we're going to do these huge things in our lives, but we never took the time to enjoy them. They didn't exist if that doesn't happen. Um, let me just point something out. Um, reading. Uh, I don't read. I listen to books. Before the PCA, I don't think I've ever read a whole book other than like textbooks at school. Uh, but I, I listened to quite a few. So the other day I was listening to who, not how. And uh, 
a lot of things I've done in the business the last couple of years, um, they really revolve about what I read or listen to in books and who, not how, just gave me something that I needed at the moment, just a couple months ago. Understanding that before it was like, I don't know how, but I'm going to do this. But when you realize these big companies, they find the who. Who is going to do this for me? Who will this? We surround ourselves with who's. Who, who, who. I am a who to someone else. I am, you know, I'm a resource to someone. So the who is the resource. And so understanding that, I think it helps you grow the business and grow your mind towards that. Yeah, I love it. Uh, great people. Great people make great companies. Right? But along that you line. You can do it on your own. Yeah, like Juan's saying, he, you know, he gives back to his team. He, he has structured KPIs. He, he awards, rewards people. Great people are not going to go work for a crap company. It's not mm -hmm. going to um, So make sure you build a company where people want to come. Um, and then also that point about relishing where you're at. It's, it's what we do is hard, right? What, what we're no. all doing, you're growing a business is hard. So try to find the points of enjoyment because if you just sit there and suffer and, and you know, you do want to take that long game, but if you don't find some way to enjoy what you're doing right now, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be an unnecessarily painful road. Yeah. Um, someone asked, I hear many things about startup this and startup that. Is there a bona fide channel that you can suggest for grants for minority-owned startups? Hmm. I don't know much about it. Just just recently, now, I've heard about like certifications that you can get by being a minority group or, you know, contractor. I know they are, but to be honest with you, I've never explored that, that, you know, that, but, but that's the, at the end of the day, that's where we need to find those kind of things. Cause I know they are out there. We just need to do our homework and, and start network with people who, who may do those. I don't, but I think that in the future, as I move, keep moving forward, uh, as soon as I find something, I would love to share. Yeah. I saw someone put Los Pintores in here. So Juan runs, runs a podcast. Big yeah, baby. On. You want to quickly plug that? How people can uh, You know, uh, I mean, and we talked about this. Here we are with your podcast. Uh, you know, we got to experience, I mean, this great experience we've had last. And when I say we, you know, Jose, you know, Big Joe, Jose, my business partner, he's a big part of what we do. You know, I am the one on the board. I am the one, you know, in the speakers bureau. I am the one that does all these things. He's more in the background. And like he says, he's like, you do what you need to do. I'll back you up. And that's, that's awesome, man. For someone to just say, Hey, you know, I got your back. Perfect. But so as we're around the country talking about these kind of things and, and we want to connect with more people, we're like, how can we do that? How, I mean, cause here we are here, you have Juan, you know, talking about his life and how he went through all these struggles and how he's, but guess what? Every other painter out there has gone through something similar or the same struggles. So with Los Pintores is every time uh, that we have someone in our, you know, in our podcast, it's great because they get to exp they get to talk about their experience, how is it that they get into it, that industry, where they are, and they share their life. And I think to me, that's just um, now we're elevating a lot more people. We are just we are just that platform where we actually like. How can I say we try to bring people together? You know, at the end of the day, this business is not all about the money. 
but it's all the connections that we're making. I I've, I really want to live this life and live a, a, a you know a legacy. You know that that we did something, and I guess that's where Los Pintores has come out for a way for everyone to just communicate and know. You may you know I may have someone in the podcast that be like, oh dude, I know this guy. Oh, I've met this guy, or this guy's in this this state, and and that's just great. You know. Um, the other big part, um, so right now for us is how can we make, how can we contribute? We want to create sponsorships. I am working, you know, with a couple of the companies on how we can create a sponsorship in our area. But we want to like, like for illusions, you know, we're we're gonna start launching our our, our brand, and it's all. I mean, we gave out the shirts, we gave out the hats, but we want to make sure that maybe if we can have a whole group helping and just paying for that we don't we don't want to make money we just want those proceeds to go help someone in need someone who wants to grow in the business someone who can do this so because now it's it's what we do that's helping someone else not helping my bottom line so that whole thing i i guess is a great experience that we've been working on so there you go. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts and your, your sponsor going to Expo. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I meant to wear it and then I forgot. I apologize, Juan. Come on, man. Oh, so, I I uh, uh, so I am going to wrap up. I respect everybody's time. Juan, if, if people, you know, if, if people have follow-up questions, they can ask in the Facebook group. They can tag you. Um, is there another way that they can communicate with you if they want to send you a direct message or, or something like that? Everyone I've met, they understand. They they know that I'm a jokester. I can joke around. I can, you know, I can be all these things. But when it comes down to uh, networking and stuff, myself and Jose are always available. You can find us our, you know, on Facebook. You'll find us on Instagram. Um, shoot, I even give you myself a number there. Call me at any time. Uh, but like, uh, you know, an illusions.painting, you can find us there. Uh, Juan V005, that's another, that's my personal account on Facebook. You can find us at Illusions Painting. Um, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to to work with, the, to, I don't know, help just really quick. We just went to an event um, last month to LA. So yesterday and today, we've had a couple who's been painting for three months. We met them and they're like, can we come over there and, and, and visit you in your office? And so they're here yesterday and today. So they're being around the office. They've gone to our shop. They've gone to our jobs. We, we've given them everything that we do here. And hopefully that this is going to help them really expedite their business. You know, So if we can do that, I think we're, we're sold. Juan, you've been called a, a role model for the Hispanic community. You've been call the, the <laughs> I don't know about that one of the Hispanic community you've been called quite a few positive things in this, in this I'm just I'm just I'm just another Juan man I'm just another Juan man I appreciate no, thank joining you guys. thank you thank you for all the the listeners I appreciate you guys tuning in uh, if you have any questions reach out in the Facebook group thank you guys and have a wonderful day guys thank you so much for everyone we'll see you guys soon adios amigos if you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. 
Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.